only reason we were singing Medalta not Beta Kappa was because we didn't get there first. I got the baddest bitch in the world. They say I'm cocky, and I say what? It ain't bragging, motherfucker, rip your back it up. They say I'm cocky, and I say what? It ain't bragging, motherfucker, rip your back it up. good we're feeling great this is episode eight of something gate let's go all right everybody welcome back to something gate steve is back no jeremy this time but uh, we do have another exceptional guest from the exceptional beta kappa class of exceptionally awesomeness uh that is going to be claire hooray Hooray. claire boot boot hooray hooray (laughs) yes hooray wife (laughs) so we got a lot of great content for you today it's going to be a good show i like it so you met us back in college, obviously, right? Yes. And as we've done with everybody we brought on the show. Oh, hi, Claire. <laughs> yeah. Hi. Yeah. Every, uh, everybody listening, this is my wife, Claire. Oh, this is Steve, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Not Steve's wife, Claire. This is Jared's wife, Claire. So we met you back in college. And as we've done with all of our guests, why don't you go ahead and take us through the how... We met you, how you met us, and then we'll we'll throw in any goofy little side stories we can think of. Flashback. Oh. I got to also say, this is another episode, I believe, of no direct comic talk. I mean, we got back-to-back episodes with no comic content, aside from anything she wants to talk about. So, Was that a good thing? I don't know. It's not a bad thing. It's diversifying our bonds, bitch. Um, sure. All right, so Claire, why don't you take us back to the uh, early, early days of the 2000s. For you kids, I don't remember the 2000s. That's what happened about 15 years ago. Well, it was uh, my freshman year of college, and I was a theater major because, I don't know, I thought I could eat and be a theater major when I grew up. <laughs> that was wrong. Um, but anyways, we had a play audition, and usually it's the same, you know, 15 people that are always auditioning with a few occasional scra- stragglers that come in and I was sitting there waiting, talking to a bunch of people that, you know, were other theater majors, and then in walks this guy. Debbie me. <laughs> um, at first glance, he appeared straight. Ouch! Jesus Christ! Bravo, Claire. Welcome to the show. <laughs> well, you know, it was the theater, so, you know, you kind of have to you have It's to a 50-50 this. shot. <laughs> exactly. It's a 50 shot. shot. Hadn't seen him before. And I don't know, I must have been happy or perky or overly ambitious or something. And I went up and said, hi, I don't know you. <laughs> I remember that specifically. And uh, then he said hi and, you know, said that uh, our wonderful, uh, one of our theater directors had offered the people in his class a slight bump in grade should they audition and or should they get into uh, the play. And so since Jared had done it in high school, he decided to audition. Yes, I did. And he made it in. Phrasing. <laughs> uh, by the way, as you listen to this episode and any future episodes, um, in honor the something gate drinking game, the something gate drinking game. Yes, we've been talking about it for a little bit, and I feel kind of spurred on by listening to the uh, drunks episode or Das Drunks. 
to where um, if you're listening along and you feel like participating along, we generally drink when we make this show, and our glasses are usually very full, and Claire doesn't have a drink right now, but, so I'm going to get her only, one. Only when we make this show, not like every time we're together. Right. So as we go along, if you hear me say, oh, I'm going to edit that, or ooh, I need to edit, or I'm going to edit, and it makes it into the show, you might as well just go ahead and have a shot. So if you are listening, you're now three down. <laughs> wah, wah. So along with that, as we're going through, we are a big fan of the show Archer on FX. And if you haven't seen it, it's on Netflix. It's on everything. We've pimped the show a few times now. Claire loves it. There's a catchphrase in it called phrasing. Check it out. YouTube it. There's a lot of good um, information on that. But as we, as we say phrasing, because it's usually something inappropriate, you must drink. So that's going to be the beginning of us under, like, kind of starting this drinking game up. And uh, so I think you kind of owe, you're about two beers deep right now and a couple shots. All right, so that's the uh, Something Gate drinking game, and feel free to play along. So I'm going to go ahead and take my drink. Not if you're driving. Yes, don't do that. Sound advice, Steve. Sound advice, Steve. Well, someone's got to have it. Right. So we, we meet at the theater. Right, and I'm going to keep our origin story slow because it's, you know, or uh, keep it short because it can get very long-winded. It can. Would you um, like a drink? I would love What one. would you like? Anything that has alcohol Wine, in it. Wine, not your father's, a beer, what would you like? A beer. Beer. Coors Light? Yes, yes. please. I got gotcha. you. Awesome. Well, Jared, I did not know at the time, but we kind of were flirting throughout the theater season, and then um, right before opening, found out he had a girlfriend. Whoops. So, um... You and Jared flirting? No. No, never. We're not those people. Long story short, though, we did uh, eventually start dating, and then um, got married, popped out a couple of kids, (laughs) you know. I didn't pop any kids out. I haven't murdered him yet, so kudos to me. That's good. All right. Um, I remember meeting Steve uh, when we went to pledge. Um, Jared and I were um, semi-dating when we started pledging. Uh, I think pledging probably brought us together a little bit more, but I think I really remember meeting Steve in in inductions. Um, That's probably the first time I'd ever met Steve. We didn't have classes together, if I remember correctly. That is correct. The odd man out. Well, you know, it's the way it goes. We never had classes together. Um, at all the whole time we were there. But I think the one um, great thing about Sigma Delta was it did bring us together and make friends. You know, Steve's one of my lifelong friends now, and that wouldn't have happened if it weren't for the organization. I don't think we would have ever crossed paths. I do have a question about this origin story. Shoot. I heard once a while back that, Jared, you were uh, standoffish to me because you thought that Claire and I were hooking up. I was? That's what I heard. Well, he, How would he we thought... hear that if you and I were there? Was I, was I drunk? Presumably. Yeah. No, he thought I liked, you thought I liked Steve. Oh, is that what it was? Oh, that's yeah. right. You're like, you, you, you would go after Steve, and I'm like, what are you talking about? Aww. No, Ugly duck. No, no, <laughs> no, it had nothing to do with that. But we were still in the quote unquote honeymoon phase of our relationship where like, you know, I probably I had like, you know, blinders on you know, enamored by the beauty that is Jared Sampson. D- as everybody should be. Or, or I was drunk, Duh. you know, could be a little. There was a lot of drinking. <laughs> there was involved. a lot of drinking. Um, a lot. But I just thought it was funny that he was always. <laughs> so let me ask you this then. Um, what brought you to Lewis? What That's not the only thing we bring up. So um, that's what brought you to us. What, what brought you what to Lewis? Lewis? Well, actually, 
I was looking for college, and I'm going to throw out a wonderful thank you to my guidance counselor in high school that was an idiot and told me that with my high ACT score and my top 10% of my class, I could never get into a, you know, high-ranking school. So thanks for that, Mr. Schallenberger. Appreciate it. Dick. Yeah. Well, little did I know that um, actually I was smarter than a big chunk of the country. But either way, I wound up looking at North Central College up in Naperville and went to look for Lewis. I grew up in, you know, uh, Stickville, Illinois. (laughs) And my parents got transferred right before my senior year of high school down to this area. And because of that, I was looking at colleges kind of around the area and wound up looking at both Lewis and North Central. I went to Lewis first, and I kind of fell in love with the campus and the counselor. Yeah, it's a pretty was campus. Beautiful campus. The counselor there was wonderful. And then we went to North Central, and the yuppies of the world unite there. And I was like, it's okay, but in comparison to Lewis, which had, you know, wonderful facilities at the time, you know, the campus is easily walkable. It's beautiful. You know, it's very... Um, it's just a wonderful, like, little community. Absolutely. It was kind of a nice thing, as opposed to, like I said, you know, the yuppieville of the area. <laughs> that is Naperville. And then what solidified it even more was I uh, immediately got a scholarship at Lewis based on my scores. Right. North Central, however, made me apply for their presidential scholarship. And when we went to do the inter- – you had to do an interview and all these other things. And then they had this big luncheon where we sat around a table and I was sitting with a bunch of people that were, you know, grew up in, like, you know, the yuppie um, – Oh, yeah, like uh, you know, lifers in the area, right? right? Like Naperville, you Legacy know, type. Exactly. Is that kind of what you envision? Well, not legacy, but also, you know, like every time you go past one of those suburbs that has, you know, mansions, um, all of those people were looking at North Central. And <laughs> we're sitting around the table and, you know, listening to them talk, I was like – I can't go to school with these people. Can't do it. I'm going to be arrested for murder because they're going to say <laughs> something dumb and then I'm going to want to shoot them. And then one girl goes, oh, so you lived in the country. You must have been homeschooled. And I went, <laughs> okay. Bark, bark. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, no. And then um, I wound up getting a presidential scholarship uh, out of North Central, the highest you could get. Plus, my parents got a discount because I'm a PK. To North Central or to Lewis? To North Central. Oh, wow. I didn't um, know that. Because it's a Methodist school. Oh, so you had that religious I hand. I did. But luckily, Lewis or luckily Lewis was a little cheaper, so the discount combined with the presidential from North Central made them the same amount. So it wound up being, so I wound up taking, um, going to Lewis, which was my choice. And actually, my uncle, my dad's brother, went to Lewis as oh, well. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And he knows Brother James and everybody oh, that's else cool. there. And so that's why I looked at Lewis. Is Brother James, the, who's not a brother. Brother James, but um, that's why we looked there uh, was because he'd gone, and my dad would, had said, you know, hey, there's a school out there. It's close by. It's a gorgeous campus. You know, we should at least go take a look, so you have something to gauge, not just you know go to our central because oh, you know we get a discount. So right, it worked out pretty well. And you know, in the long run, I look at all of the friends you know that I've made over the years. You know, Jeremy almost whacking me with his keys. Kate being across the hall from from us, you know, like we wound up having such a great pledge class and it was kind of on a whim. And, you know, I really attribute our pledging to Jared. No, not all of us. But, you know, because Steve came of his own accord. Phrasing. Came of his own accord as well. Phrasing. Yeah. So I was kind of thinking about it. Jeremy had kind of thought about it a little bit. But Jared was like, I'm pledging Sigma Delta. That's true. And so because, you know, like I said, blinders, and apparently I was a little pathetic. I was like, I'm pledging too because Jared's pledging. And so then on our way there, we literally picked up Kate and Jeremy on our way to 
My pledging brings all the people to the yard. <laughs> to inductions. You know, that's four people that, you know, that came in. And I think Tim, if, Tim was kind of on his own. Tim had made that decision. And oh, yeah. I knew Tim yeah. previously. He was one of our other pledge brothers. I knew him on his own. Um, just from theater. Right. And he'd already decided to go. And it was like, you know, we already had kind of a core group of friends that had already started, which was awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So, Steve, what's your uh, first memory? Like, for, what, would you, what do you remember about Claire first off? Well, I, just... I, I, I love seeing like their, I love like our new like guests we bring on. <laughs> I love seeing their perspective of the first time that like they thought about us and then like the first thing we thought about them. <laughs> well, it was, um, I just remember sitting out on, on the bench of uh, A129 and like <laughs> literally you guys all came in together because I was sitting there like the breakfast my, club by my damn self and you guys come <laughs> rolling in like the reservoir dogs and I was like, okay, this is a thing. <laughs> So my first individual uh, standout memory of Claire was at our toga party. Oh, when, toga. Uh, she was making me uh, amaretto stone sours. You're welcome. They were delicious. I believe that was the evening you got your nickname. It was not the evening. No? What, what is the evening you got your nickname? Um, I never really had a definitive nickname. Just kind of. Um, my nickname started off as ironic, believe it or not. Uh, they couldn't figure out what to call me because I didn't have that, you know, spot on, you know, this is what we're going to name him moment. Right. Uh, and then Shane came up with Party Hard on his way to the event where they. Oh, that's us. awesome, though. Um, and he heard the song Party Hard come on in his car and he was like, oh, my God, that's it. And so that kind of goes along with like what you said, though, is like when you said that you wanted to do something on campus and like do something at college. When we pledged, you went all in. And that, that, that's why it was fun. Like, I mean, that you're our best pledge of our pledge class, which I is well-deserved. I have two speeds. Fuck you and let's go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. But, it, you know, I think that was the one thing, like, because you were in it to win it. And that was a that was a good thing, though, because... You brought us together, man. Absolutely, because mm-hmm. it helped make a cohesive pledge class. There was... I mean, we got a lot of... Gra- gra- like, I can't speak. I, well, I feel but like we, we had, had a lot of individuals that were... That you were the glue that, like... Oh, yeah. Kept us together. We got a lot of, oh, you're not pledging Beta Kappa, or you're not pledging Sigma Delta, you're trying to pledge Beta Kappa. This is Sigma Delta, not Beta Kappa, so, kind of went on we and on. Awesome, so. yeah. we so. were awesome. Yeah, so. we were awesome, but we had that close. I mean, like, we all just kind of, like, sucked in, you know, like. <laughs> well, the reason we were Sigma Delta, not Beta Kappa, was because we didn't get there first. Right? <laughs> oh, wow. Base. Absolutely. But, you know, I think especially. Directed in... at you, Nick Prohl. Oh, wow. Whoa. Yeah. Jonah. But. Brendan. You know, where Alpha Omega was like the pledge class to be when we pledged, I think Beta Kappa. I think we're the beta. We set, of, a, we set a yeah. bar. We set a bar to the people after us, too, because, you know, and I'm sure you uh, see. Quite us, frankly, no one else has lived up to it. Well, yes, exactly. that's true. I mean, even if we get together now, especially as a group, because we are so close, you hear us being like, well, you know. Yeah. We did it. You Back can, in my day. You can, you can pick us out. From a like, <laughs> we heard like, together the uh, the anniversary uh, banquets and stuff like that. Like, you know, there's always that little click. Yeah. Not that we you know disapprove of anybody else, but you know, it's just. But we it's are. Us. So if anybody has anything contradictory to say, I challenge you to put it on the Something Gate webpage on Facebook, and I'll be happy to rebut your statements. Oh, wow. Well, and you know, we like to keep our friends close and our pledge class closer. I mean, Act. well, I mean, we married Jeremy to Jared's little sister in the frat. Yeah, I okay. plan that. You're welcome. Yeah. We married <laughs> we married my best friend to Tim. Yep, you're you welcome. Know? And then, you know, we- well, hold on, hold on. 
We, we married our pledge brother to a doctor. Right. Okay. So you're welcome, Tim. You're yeah. welcome. But, I'm just you know, kidding, Tim. I love you. We did that. And then, you know, we were able to um, coerce, you know, Kate's husband, Adam, to apply for a job down here so she could move closer. And now she's back home with me. Hooray. Hooray. Welcome I mean, to playing us, to our plan. Us. Yes. Oh, with us. Dance puppets. <laughs> <laughs> now, if we could just find Brian Michalowskis. He commented on something today. I thought. No. no. Okay. Really? I'm not challenging you. I just didn't realize that he did. Oh, maybe you know what? I think I read it from when it was pledged five years, or when you know the post today from the from the beta thing. That's ten years. That's freaking five years old. Well, you know Jeff's a grossy. Throw out to uh, that's my old. That's my big brother. Um, We're gonna throw out to him who posted on a Facebook post by Nick Prohl from five years ago, which started everyone commenting on it today. Way to be with the times, bro. Yeah. Well, you know. (laughs) Ah, relevancy. We love you, Jeff. All right, so my first memory that I remember of you is that exact audition thing. I remember you saying, hi. What was it? Was I don't it? know you. Yeah, hi, I don't know you. And I'm like, holy shit, these people are very upfront with their, with their confidence, I guess. You know, you're very confident. So I was like, whoa, I haven't dealt with like, really confident people before. And like, it seemed like everybody there was. And you stuck in my head and were like in my thought a lot of the time. At the time, I was dating somebody and... Were your legs tired, Claire? From running through my mind. How did you know? (laughs) (laughs) But I remember one of my first memories of me and you is me being a dick. Yeah, that kind of (laughs) happened. You remember remember sitting in the stage left wing? Yes. I want to hear it from your point of view. <laughs> it was really close to dress rehearsal, if not like. So, how long had it been from from the time I showed up for auditions to the time that we had been there for? We're talking a good four weeks because the stage was constructed. And right. The stage was constructed um, for the tavern, and it was before we started like started. So either it was like right before the week of dress rehearsals or right before tech, but it was really close to launch time because we'd been hanging out a month. Right. And we'd spent actually probably quite a bit of time together because uh, you were playing my son. Yeah. Thing. So we were actually on stage. There were lot- four Beta Kappas in that show, weren't there? There were, I That's believe. That's amazing. Yeah. I think so. Taking over to work. Yeah, there were four. You, me, Tim, and Jeremy. That's and, right. Uh, I think, so we're sitting backstage, stage left, actually. Exactly stage it, left. No, it was in the wing. In the wing. Yep. Well, at that entrance right there. Right. And I was talking with Ashley, if I remember correctly. Yes. Um, And it was actually Ashley, you and he and she who should not be named. Okay. (laughs) She who shall not be named. That's a whole nother episode. (laughs) But another person that was very active in the theater and also wanted Jared Schnutz. So. (laughs) Oh, oh, oh. did you live with her? No, I did not. Mm -mm. Oh, no. no, She no. 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 uh -uh. And I don't know who it is, and I retract my... You probably know the name, like, if we were to throw it out, but it doesn't matter. And she wanted anyone that was male. She wasn't really, like, particular. She kind of, like, went through people. The fuck didn't I meet her? (laughs) I don't know. Are you me? No, I'm not you. (laughs) Anyways, we're sitting there, and Jared comes in, and he just, like, just hangs up a cell phone. He's kind of, like, flustered or something. And, hey, what's going on? And he says something about his girlfriend. I remember a little bit differently. I remember it being a little bit more dickish on my part. Yeah. 
I, I remember I was, we, we were down there, like exactly how you set up. However, the, the way that I remember it, and I could be wrong because I drank a lot in college, is that the woman that should not be named, I was, I, I was flustered about something, mm-hmm. and then I was, she offered me a piece of gum. Half of it from her mouth? Yes. Yes. Now I yeah. Do you remember that now? Mouth. And I was like, oh. Um, I don't think my girlfriend would like that. Bah, 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 bah. And we're all like, oh. <laughs> girlfriend? Yeah. Fine. Whatever. Yeah, sorry. Dick. It wasn't right. That's okay. It College was new and flirting. fun. No. God, no. 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 Not for a while. Yep. But uh, I'm, I'm glad that we were able to spend a lot of time in college together and mm-hmm. and uh, and go through pledging together. I, I think that it, it's kind of cool. We we actually had a uh, had a brunch together a little while ago, to where it was where we were able to go. You know, oh my God! Like after all this time, you know, by this I mean by this point it was what? It's been 13 years now, 12, 12 ish. 2003. So it's, yeah, yeah, yeah it's going years. on 12 years that we had we had pledged together and we had. We had five of our pledge class here. Right. Four? Four of our pledge class and my little sister. Mm-hmm. Right? Last weekend. We no, five. We had five. We had yeah, five, five, yeah. yeah. Five of the pledge five class of... and my little sister were all here for, for a family brunch and mm-hmm. kids running around. It's just kind of cool. So if anybody is listening that has not gone to college and is thinking about going to college and may not want to go to college, all I can say is go to college. It will change your life. And do something while you're there. Don't just hide in your room. Yep. Don't just live off campus. If you're going to go, participate in something. Find something to do, whether it's a frat, whether it's an intramural, whether it's you know the chess club debate team, whatever it is, find something to to do because you know you do make lifelong friends i mean when i went back the second time i even managed to make a friend you know because as we get older it's so much harder to meet new people and Absolutely. to really create those those bonds that we do when we're younger because when we're younger and we're at school you have all this time to do these that, to spend together and make this quality you know you have the same experiences and the same uh memories but when you're older and you meet someone it takes a long time for that to to progress to that so college is that great way to get to meet people and uh, kind of expand your horizons and your friend base and try something new, try something different. You can reinvent yourself in some ways. Absolutely. So that kind of brings us um, more into, not more into, but like that's a great transition, great, great plug. And then I, I kind of want to move us into some other topics for the show because I think we got a lot of stuff to talk about. I have a lot of stuff slated for this show. This may be one of those longer shows. So. Hooray for segues. Hooray. They're really weird transportation vehicles so what can you what can you do if the show is too long i can remove some time steve i might even edit it (laughs) drink so um steve are you a fan of scary movies yes okay so if i were to tell you that on netflix there are the scariest movies on netflix how many of these uh, let let me count them real quick um, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and I see nine. So how many of the nine do you think you've seen? Probably six or seven. Okay. So number one is your next. Yes. You've seen that. That's amazing. Claire, have you seen that? Nope. Are you a fan of the horror genre? I can be. I I'm more of a fan of some older school. Like, I like the psycho thrillers in some way, but 
I've had a hard time with some of the newer stuff. Right. I, I, like, you there's know, been like, a lot. I think there's been a lot of horror movies that I've watched that you've played on your phone while we've watched. Right. Like, <laughs> like, like, I just saw the first one was okay, but the second one I was just so frustrated with. And then there was that other really terrible one with Rachel McAdams and the guy that plays Scarecrow. Yeah. You're welcome for that uh, comic plug. Anyways, <laughs> yes. I knew we couldn't do it. Cillian Murphy. That's his name. Yep. Where I was like, are you kidding me? Why didn't she just yell rape on a plane? Like when that kind of a stuff. Oh, everything. red eye. Red eye. Yeah. I like liked it. where sometimes the logic is so far fetched. I'm like, why are these people such idiots? And I know that's kind of how the horror movies are gone. But like Cabin in the Woods is brilliant. Oh, that's, you know? Yeah. Let's let's plug right. that real quick. Did you like Cabin in the Woods, Steve? Uh, I did up until the end. Oh, the end was the best, dude. Come on. If you haven't seen it, lo- oh, it's so it, good. It lost me there. Okay. I can understand losing you, but see it. I like a little bit of campy to my horror. I don't need it to be completely grotesque and bloody, right, sure. and I don't need it to be so fucked well, up that I can't. Yeah, I mean, let's, let, me, let me just put out the fact that there are – gore creates disgust. It doesn't create horror or suspense. It's a completely different emotional response. So I never got into the saws or the, you know, I saw the first hot hostel and thought it was awful and uh, things like I that. loved hostel see, too. It, no, no, no. Did you see hostel too? I did not. Dude. Okay. I'm going to go on a quick little, like little segue here. Here goes the <laughs> rabbit. <laughs> yep. Squirrel. So dude, see if you, if you could watch hostel and deal with the gore in it, see hostel too. The storyline on hostel too is just awesome. I, I don't want to go into it, but. If you can deal with it, it's worth an hour and a half of your time. It really is very good. Hmm. Really is very good. In that same hour and a half, you could watch two episodes of Arrow. But then I'd have to watch Arrow. So but you're going to. The House of the Devil. Have you seen that? Yes. Wow. That's two so far. Two for two. Let the right one in. Yes. Excellent. Excellent movie. So of those three. Actually supposed to be, isn't that supposed to be turned into a series or coming somewhere else? Uh, I thought they, I saw that They today. did an American remake yeah. of it called Let Me In, and it starred Chloe Grace Mortens. Yes. Um, I did not see that one. That is the original. This one says this is the film. this is the 2008 original. Yes. That's the 2010 remake, Let Me In. Gotcha. Yeah, I just saw this so, on. Which um, says, which is also quite good. Yeah, but I just uh, just saw that on, they were talking about on BuzzFeed today. So That's where the vampire is like taking care of the, yeah. the younger it's, boy, It's a right? young bullied boy who makes friends with a 12-year-old air quote girl uh-huh. uh, who happens to be a vampire. And okay. she helps him deal with his bully issues. Worth your time? Absolutely. So of those three, which would you see? Which would you recommend of those three that you just of, said you of saw? The three, um, let the right one in is definitely the strongest. Okay, uh, your next was was decent. It, really, it, it had a nice little spin on it. Um, House of the Devil, uh, slightly forgettable. So let me say, let me give you what uh, your next says real quick on this article. Um, this is on Uprox, one of my favorite sites to go through for for my uh, for my goofy little uh, the content for this show. But it says, uh, Your Next is honestly one of the best indie horror flicks of this decade, and it's one of the most underseen and underappreciated as well. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. Okay. Let's go on to number four. Pontypool, or Pontypool. Nope. Uh, Bruce McDonald's pseudo-zombie films about a virus infects a small town in Ontario. I see a shark zombie jumping through the water chewing on somebody. Nope. Yeah, I haven't seen that. It looks a little weird. What about? Sounds, uh, sounds a lot like the crazies, though. Yeah, what about The Host? Yes. Really? 
I did not ex- like. I was looking at the names of these things, and knowing you, I really, I really would have thought you've maybe seen one out of five, maybe two of these ten. No, the 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 host was great. Uh, again, another foreign film says, uh, uh, like you cross an old fashioned B monster movie with an eco political farce, a poignant road trip flick. Yeah, basically, um, there's all this toxic waste being dumped into the river in. No, it's a uh, yeah, it's in Japan, I believe. Yeah, and um, this mutated iguana basically goes on a rampage and kidnaps this little girl and takes it back to her nest. And the little girl's father works at like a, an instant noodles like snack stand. Mm-hmm. Um, his sister is like an Olympic level archer, and his brother is like a like an engineer or something. And they go track down this monster and find her. So let me so let me throw this out there. Okay, maybe I think maybe this picture is from that where I see this thing. So let me read the little synopsis and tell me if you agree or disagree. The host is what you get when you cross an old-fashioned B-level monster movie, an eco-political farce, and a point in a road trip flick. It is awesome. Bong Joon-ho does for Godzilla and Alien what Scream did for Freddy and Jason and what 28 Days Later and Shaun of the Dead did for Zombies. The host also combines slapstick with political undertones and merges comedy and horror with a plot that accomplishes what few horror movies even attempt anymore moving you to something awfully damn close to tears. It does all that and is still manages to be a badass creature feature. Um, I wouldn't agree with the comedy aspect of it. I okay. Thought it was, I thought it was pretty straight-faced. Uh, you know, it had some it had some tension-breaking moments. Uh, I wouldn't call it a comedy in any okay. sense of the word. Next one, Evil Dead 2. Absolutely. Claire, have you seen Evil Dead yes, 2? Yes, I have. Okay, so this is, this is fantastic. So... Claire, give me this. Do you remember the synopsis? So this isn't this is an army of darkness. Do you remember Evil Dead Two? I don't remember the, the synopsis of Evil Dead Two. Um, I watched it with uh, Jeremy. <laughs> I have him to thank for Jeremy, my I need of, to... um, bad B monster movies because he was the one that introduced me not only to Evil Dead but to Army of Darkness, and I'm very thankful. And honestly, I think that really kind of sums up like my genre for the most part of what I like because like I like um, like Tucker and Dale. Percy, oh, that's a great, yeah, that's like, that's fantastic. Um, that Absolutely. other terrible, terrible one we saw, the Knights of Badassery. Oh, have you seen Knights of Badassery? Okay, that see one's this spectacular. I like those, and then like Twenty Eight Days Later, which they just mentioned too, 20, yeah, like movies it. like that. So I like something that's a little more more of a thriller or something that's really B. And the thing, know? and the thing they said in Evil Dead too on this on this uh, comment or this little little thing that they write because they're not writing a synopsis; they're writing right. it like a critique or a sure. yeah. this is why it, we like it. Mm-hmm. And I kind of really agreed with this one. This is the one that like this this little blurb is what made me want to bring this article to the table. And it goes, what's interesting about Evil Dead and the Evil Dead trilogy is that it was the first horror movie to actually introduce a hero. Ash Williams was the first true action hero of horror. Bruce Campbell's John McClane, Indiana Jones, Rambo, and Dirty Harry all wrapped up nicely beneath the best chin in the damn business. Hell yeah. <laughs> this movie absolutely rocks, and when it's not leaving you laughing in stitches, it's scaring the living daylights out of you. Absolutely. Now, on that note, I would have to put an aside on that, is that my favorite of the trilogy is Army of Darkness. I agree. I, I like I Army of Darkness. I'm also in agreement well, with that, too. Well, I want to I wanna put a footnote on that. It's I don't view it as a trilogy because Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2 are almost the same. A movie, movie and a half. They're, they're a movie yeah. and a half. It's, yeah. like, it's like they did for, this college flick and then they got money. For those of you who, who don't know the, the making of it, um, Evil Dead 2 was supposed to, or uh, I'm sorry, Army of Darkness was supposed to start with Ash doing a voiceover about the events of Evil Dead. And when they started that, they realized that they didn't really tell the story that they wanted to in the way they wanted to when they made the original Evil Dead. So Evil Dead 2 is almost a retread of 
Evil Dead, albeit with a lot more humor added instead of the dark uh, gore porn. That and who Evil directed Dead Evil Dead? That would be Sam Raimi. And Evil Dead too. Sam Raimi. And Army of Darkness. Sam Raimi. And what other movie is Sam Raimi famous for? Spider-Man. Comic book number two. All right, next movie, The Innkeepers. No. Me either. I. Uh, it's another Ty West film, like the guy that did the. I think that's the guy that did the. Here, where is he? Yeah, whatever. He did something earlier that you that you saw. So probably something you might like. So the Innkeepers. All the boys love Mandy Lane. Nope. This is another one. It says he crosses Friday the Thirteenth with Heather's. I'm intrigued. Probably be something I would watch. And this movie has actually been in my queue on Netflix for probably a year and a half, two years. And I just still haven't watched it. Stakeland. Nope. Okay. Stakeland, it looks like it'd be kind of like a campy version of something. And this thing says that uh, Stakeland is an interesting, horrifying movie for uh, the way it seeks to rehabilitate the vampire genre from the likes of Twilight. Here the vampires are actually terrifying again. They're brutal, unrelenting, and destructive. It's basically a vampire apocalypse movie where a few survivors attempt to make it in a bleak world destroyed by feral, vicious monsters. But but instead of a stake to the head like you'd kill a zombie, the vampires need a stake to the heart for sunlight, of course. Imagine The Walking Dead with vampires. And that's where it kind of turned me off. But however, I think I might actually finally give this movie a shot. Uh, Based on that, I would be interested. Right. Yeah, the only other scary vampire movie really in recent history, I think, is Priest, which I don't think got enough. Oh, Priest credit. was awesome. Blade Two and Blade, uh, and that was the other one with I was going to bring with up. With the like the Predator, yeah, the vampires, vampires. Yes. Guillermo del Toro one. I that was, was a, good. I was a big fan of the whole Blade trilogy. I didn't like three. Well, you know, it was all right, but I really, I really like seeing Ryan Reynolds in it. I'm a Ryan Seconded, Reynolds fan. I, I think there were some really fun aspects to <laughs> it. The exact reason that I hate. It. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. No, I definitely, even though I will watch horror, I don't generally go towards it. I will sit and watch a thriller. You know, like the Skeleton Key sure. and things like that. Like I tend to go. Like I'll sit. I sat through the I Woman in Black. You would like monsters. Yeah. I think so. So it looks like you saw of of the ones that are here. You saw five of the nine. That's actually better than mm-hmm. that's better than I thought you would do. Like not like like it's a competition. I just I I thought I thought we were I was gonna have to like try and drag especially, like information and especially considering my busy schedule. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm gonna get to the Florida store story early because I want to make sure that I mention the uh, fan posted this Florida story to my uh, to my personal wall about uh, as you know, possible content for the show. And I, and I want to go Hooray off that for feedback. Thank you very much, Kevin Lessman. I appreciate it. So in this article, Steve, you got your, uh, you got your hat on. Yes. That's fantastic. Let me get my pipe. Get, get your pipe, get your hat, my badge. I love it. I'll eventually find music for this. I'm going to edit it in. Oh no, I already know what I want for this. Dueling banjos? No. <laughs> <laughs> Although that'd be great. You're welcome. But no, there's a there's a scene in Futurama where Doctor Zoidberg is investigating. Um, oh yes, right. yes, yes, the, yes, yes, yes. One of the what if episodes. Zoidberg has got like, their shirt. <laughs> you know, Zoidberg is a foot. <laughs> Zoidberg is a foot. I love it. So let's say I'm gonna get okay. So this is a Florida story, right? Yeah. So we know it happens dealing either in Florida or with somebody from Florida. Okay, right. Sure. So that's the title of the segment, Florida Story of the Week. Florida Story of the Week. So what do you think a woman from Florida was arrested for on a plane? Uh, 
do you care for more detail, anything like that? What would you... Can I... No, hold on. <laughs> hold on. I just, I just saw something amazing. So, so hold on one minute here. And now let, let me give some more information here. She's a Penn State sociology professor from Florida that was arrested on the plane. What, would, what do you think a Penn State sociology professor was arrested for on this flight? Uh, being drunk. Ooh, that's part of it. Imagine that. Um, being drunk and performing inappropriate actions with another passenger? That is a negative. Oh. You've got one more chance on this, buddy. Okay. Being drunk. What can't you do on a plane anymore that you might have been able to do mm, decades ago? Smoke. There you go. On a flight from Nicaragua to Miami Sunday, a woman decided to test American Airlines' no-smoking rule by lighting up on the plane. Even though everyone had seen her and some of her fellow passengers were taking video, which the video is attached, <laughs> she tried to pin it on the guy sitting next to her. As in-flight annoyances go, smoking in an enclosed cabin is pretty bad. But that's just scratching the surface of what happened in this airborne waking nightmare. The passenger, later identified as 52-year-old Penn State Abington sociology professor Karen Bettas Hallman. Was it a sociological experiment? Uh, I don't know. Let's, let's just read in this a little bit more. Stood up. So she stood up and began yelling that the United States had declared war on Venezuela for reasons having something to do with ExxonMobil. Since she'd already been told the police would be meeting the aircraft to take her off the plane, she decided she'd just finish saying her piece. She reportedly continued for how long, Steve? So she's flying. Where's the flight from Nicaragua to where? Um, to whole, Miami. Yeah, to Miami. So, so whatever to Miami, a, which is unfortunate. Which is which is the, which is the complete incorrect way to fly to or from Miami. You should be leaving Miami. You should never be flying to Miami. You have to get on the rock boat. Or to um, be in a Will Smith video. Bienvenido a Miami. Or. Go visit Stan Winston Studios at Universal Studios? No, never. So how long do you think she continued on this? How long do you think she decided to continue pontificating on this? Uh, two hours. Exactly. Wow. She continued for two hours. Here's just one minute. Filled by an unfortunate member of her captive audience. And, and the video is on Gawker, and I will be and I, it'll be posted to the Something Gate page. Thank you very much, Kevin Lessman. <laughs> an eyewitness said she added, Barack Obama kills people on Tuesdays, according to the Daily Mail. So not only is it a report on Gawker, this is also in other news. I mean, so this has been like corroborated stories, <laughs> video, everything. Um, the Reddit poster who first shared the videos uh, said she was one of the people sitting next to Helen on the plane and describes this experience thusly. So this is from an eyewitness. I definitely got nervous when she started using the B word. You know, the one word you aren't supposed to use on planes. I'm assuming bomb. I have flown a ton in the past that on the bomb, the bomb thing I, I edited. I added. I just said it. Sorry. I think that counts. <laughs> I have flown a ton in the past, but this is the first time I was ever nervous on a plane. I knew she was crazy from the start. At some point in the first half of the flight, I was watching a movie on my phone when she tapped my shoulder and started saying, Adicion, Adicion. I quickly realized she was telling me I was addicted to my cell phone. I kind of ignored her and pulled my earbuds back in. The Miami New Times confirms Hallman was arrested. So now there's another newspaper when the plane landed in Miami and International. She has since posted for a rather eccentric mugshot and posted bond, which is set at $500. Yeah. Hmm. Keep it classy. 
Keep it classy, Florida. So that brings me to one of my other topics. Steve, you're on a British Airways plane, right? No, I'm at your kitchen table. No, you're 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 on a British Airways. This is another this is another Detective Steve thing. Oh, oh, okay. It just has nothing to do with Florida, unfortunately. God, I wish it had something to do with Florida. Okay. And it brings me to you know, let's get a detective well, Clarity already looked at it, damn I can't it. Read from there. Oh, you can't? Good. We're gonna get De- Detective Claire going. Oh, it didn't be deputy. Oh, deputy detective Claire. Wow. I just got downgraded. That's true. Okay. Hey, did you get your law degree from the cereal box? <laughs> no, you didn't. So you didn't see you didn't see my little no. article, you promise? Yes. Okay, Claire, I, so you, I saw a picture of an airplane. Right. So Claire, you're you're on a fright. Flight. Flight. Okay. Is it a frightening flight? It would be with okay. what happened. Okay. You're on a flight from London going to Dubai. Okay. Okay. And your British Airways flight was forced to return to London due to what? What do you think would make a British Airways flight to Dubai turn around? Mm-hmm. I will give you three guesses. Wow, I am talking very good this evening. Keep drinking. There you go. I've had like two beers. Hmm. Now, this is not a guess. <laughs> had it been had it been leaving from Dubai to London and had to return, I would say it was because of a you know toilet backup due to some bad curry. Okay. So I don't think that can be the case because this is London to Dubai, mm-hmm. you know, as opposed to Dubai to London. I don't think they would turn the plane around for that though. If there was a shit backup, <laughs> I think they would just dump it. Oh my god! <laughs> but um, hmm. You get you get three hints. I get, I get three hints. You get three hints. Okay, give me a hint. Okay. Um, That's why you're a deputy. They had to return to London not because of somebody, but because of something. Because of something. Here's here's a free guess. Okay. It's on it's on something. This I'm talking about this on something gate, uh-huh. not CNN. Okay, so this is something right. not <laughs> as as Nick has said before. We just talk about goofy ass um, news stories. This this has nothing to do with something okay. like really. Is it due to some graffiti on the plane? That's guess number two. It does not have something to do with graffiti. How is that on guess the number plane. two? Well, oh, no, you're right. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, no, no, no. You count good. I do. Yeah. You gave me two hints, though. Well, I did. Kind of. Well, yeah. that wasn't really a hint. All right. You may ask me a question that will not count against your answer. Okay. Hmm. Due to something, not... Not someone. Not someone. Directly. Directly. I'm drawing a blank. Okay. Unless you have another clue. Well... <sighs> I'm going to end. Or, I'm going to end. I'm going to something to uh, Steve. Do you do you have? I mean, not deputy guess? detective. I mean, detective Steve. Do you do you have a do you have I a mean, guess that it'll bring it home? Since you're the senior officer on this, and Steve just looked it up on his phone. No, I didn't actually. I was seeing that uh, Mel Robinson liked our post that we are currently recording this episode. Oh, did she say anything? I know she like you can't say anything on likes, can yeah, you? That's very good. Simpson. I'm super smart. You're, that's why you're not even a deputy. It's true. I'm the director. <laughs> God, we're doomed. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder we get such shit cases. <laughs> so, what do you think, Steve? Do you have Do you have any Do you have any guess as to why this flight would turn around, go back to London instead of continuing on to Dubai? If it has nothing to do with someone, but something. They forgot the beer. Oh, there was no gas in the plane. 
Again, good guesses. And unfortunately, Claire was correct when she said it's completely impossible that this is the case. (laughs) British Airways flight to Dubai forced to return to London due to a smelly poo that stunk up the entire plane. This is from the New York Daily News. Damn it. British Airways plane had to return to London because of a smelly toilet. The plane was scheduled to fly to Dubai, reports Metro. But someone caused such a stink in the plane's toilet like Claire said earlier about the curry, that it had to return to London's Heathrow Airport. A local British politician on board, Abish, some dude, tweeted that the plane had to return because of a smelly pool in the toilet. There's his tweet. However, uh, Mr. Sakdev uh, said he was not the culprit. The incident happened on Thursday night, blah, blah, blah. Long story short, they had to turn the plane around because somebody pooped too good in the toilet. Well, you know, sometimes there's wow. things in this world that, you know. I love how you dismissed it. You're like, there's no way it was this. <laughs> well, you know. Racist. Well, I was we were trying, flying from Dubai. I was trying racist. not to be racist. I was trying not to be. But unfortunately, sometimes things happen. I think it's too much time spent locked in a tech closet testing or something. Well, don't forget, these people are also returning to Dubai. Right, right, right. And and, and now London does have a, have a pretty uh, sizable Indian cuisine um, area. Mm. However, you know, I just was speaking of London. Did you guys see Kingsman? Yes. Oh, oh Kingsman was awesome. Yeah. Did you see it? Absolutely. Uh, I saw it before you. Let's guys rate did. it. That's right. Uh, so, wh- where would you give it? Like, zero to ten. Oh God, eight and a half. Uh, that's exactly what I was thinking. Eight and a half, man. I was gonna say nine because he's purdy, but yeah. I know, but because he's got abs. And, <laughs> but you know, watching um, Colin Firth like punch people in the face was amazing. Like you know, like you think about action stars, and he does not pop into your brain as. Action star, but you know no, what? No, the king of England, who can't talk good, does right. not think, remind me of someone who's going to shoot people in the face. John, dude, did not that, okay, uh, spoiler alert, one, two, three, four, moving on. Okay, this scene in the church, when he's shooting everybody in the goddamn face, is that not John Wick? Uh, I think that was significantly better than John Wick. But it was badass, oh, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the, the, the fight choreography was Awesome. Matthew it was really Vaughan, good. Baby. Oh, my oh, God. Just wonderful. And it leads me to believe that the Kingsman happens in the Matrix. It totally does. <laughs> but, you know, it was just being able to watch stuff. And even some of, even though you said, even though it happens in the Matrix, the thing I liked about Kingsman and the thing I liked about John Wick is so many of the action moves were believable. Once again, spoiler alert one, two, three, four. When he's trying to <laughs> escape the bullies and he. Oh, quote yeah, unquote parkours off the thing. Yeah. He didn't like parkour. Effective parkour. Like effective parkour. He like jumped here, jumped there, like, and then bye, the, you know. it reminded me actually of the first Bond movie, like the first right. new uh, Daniel Craig Bond. But movie. only better because this yeah. was really truly believable. He really didn't make any jumps that were like completely out of out of realm of possibility. Yeah, it was very grounded, which is something Matthew Vaughn did uh, in both the Kickass films that uh, you know makes me such a big fan of him. Yeah, and the other thing I really liked about it too was like. They kind of talked about his um, the the young guy's uh, exe, uh, like you know he he had had a promising, um, he'd had a promising like gymnastics career when he was in like junior high or yeah, something. They, they, like, they backstory it. They backstory it a little yeah, bit, a great, but they movie. didn't make him do stupid gymnastic moves though yeah, later it's not on. Like he's somersaulting. No, they just and, kind of like push it towards like that. That's why yeah. he's so agile. He's, that's he's, why he's, he's physically capable. Capable of doing, of doing it based stuff. on this stuff. And I liked that. So they gave enough backstory, but not so much that you were like, Oh God, why do we have all this backstory? And like the, one of the, th- one of the things that I really liked about it, uh, spoiler alert, four, three, two, one, when he named his dog JB 
and uh, the you know Arthur of the yeah. Kingsman was like, oh, after James Bond, and he's like, no, oh, after Jason Bourne, no. Oh, who's it from? Jack Bauer. Steve was like fist, <laughs> fist in the air. Absolutely. It was just, it was a good movie. And the camp, like, once again, I like a movie with a little bit of camp, but it wasn't so much that you were like, oh, this movie's just totally campy and totally far fetched. So I just loved it. Thought it was one of the better new, newer movies that we've seen in a long time. Just like was fun and interesting. That's, I, I agree. So if you haven't seen it, see it. It's definitely worth your time. When it comes out on video, on demand, however you want to call it. Please take your time and watch that movie. And a, and a shout out, absolutely one of Sam Jackson's favorite performances. Oh, that was amazing! Oh, he did a really good yes, job. It was. I, I was I was hoping to see some sort of a throwback to Formula Fifty One or Formula Fifty Seven. Was it? Which one was it? Uh, Formula Fifty Seven, I believe. That was a good ass movie. There was just so much. Then that was the thing. The actors in it too were really good. You had a lot of like you know. If not A-listers, high B-plus listers, you know, you had a lot of well-known actors that were in it that were just... I also really, I I enjoyed the plot. I thought the plot made sense. And the the funny aspects were funny, like, you know, even if they were... Wow. So for all you listening at home, Jared Samson's trying to pour a beer... And it's like totally near the top, but he doesn't stop pouring the beer, and it spills everywhere. I have I have a legit reason for that. Okay, so I made my homebrew, and I and I have a three quarter full bomber that I that I made, and I was trying to not leave yeast in my glass for while we're recording, and I was watching the bomber and not the glass. Meanwhile, Steve poured a Guinness flawlessly. Hooray! Hooray. So I'm going to take one second here, and I'm going to go ahead and take care of my pants. All right, so we were talking about the Kingsman for a bit, which kind of leads me to another um, one of our topics that I want to talk about. And so we all know that England is is popular for um, colonizing a lot of places. Where where have they colonized in, in Africa, Steve? Where is where's England colonized in Africa? Yes. Okay, where specifically... That one place with the trees. Yeah, okay, so South Africa. So this is the connection to that. Great white shark capital of the world. That's right. right. The Dutch. <laughs> Was it the Dutch? <laughs> the Dutch. A hmm. large portion of South Africa was handled by the Dutch. Britain, too. Small hands, smell like cabbage. Yeah. So, wow. what did doctors do in South Africa for the first time ever? Mm. Stephen... Miguel Barta. Uh, did they catch a great white shark? They did not clear. What did the South African doctors successfully do? Uh, transplanted some sort of animal part into a human. Close. You're, you're close on part of it. You probably already saw the oh, article. Oh, I did see the article. That's why I'm like, oh, oh, Did oh. you see it off my computer, no, though? I did not see did it not. off That's computer. excellent. Um, was it? No. What was it? They did a penis transplant. Yes, they did. did. A penis transplant. Yes, yes, yes. Did you see that when I posted that one up, Steve? I remember reading. Now you kind of like, yeah, okay. Yeah. So uh, this is off Huffington Post. Uh, long story short, I'm not going to read the whole thing. It's kind of a long article, but a uh, South African surgical team successfully transplanted a male phallus onto a 21 year old male from an unidentified donor. They didn't say cadaver. They didn't say anything like that. So, um, the guy, the doctor have predicted that their patient will have a full use of his transplanted organ in, in about two years. He's got to wait two years to use his donger. 
Um, <clears throat> so that that kind of makes me think here on this, right? If you could transplant another person's organ to your body, who would it be and what would you take? Nope. Nothing. Nope. Nothing. No. No. I mean, if it was a, you know, like, I'm dying of kidney disease and someone's kidney, okay. I'm all right with yeah. that. But outside of that, you know. I would take any male's face that could grow a beard. Like, <laughs> I can't do that, and it bothers me. Like, Jared Babyface Samson. I am a guy, and I can go six days without shaving, and nobody even cares. Sure don't. I care a little. <laughs> yeah, you care, you care because it doesn't cost us any more in razors, and I don't have to shave often. And I'm generally always pretty. Hooray me. Well, there's that. <laughs> the university actually said that it was uh, planning for nine more patients to receive penis transplants. So that brings me to a, another portion of the show where um, Claire came on and said that she had an article that she wanted to kind of go over with us and was kind of the... Uh, the genesis of her getting into the show. And I mean, we, we always, we want to bring all of our friends into this group and, and talk to them and everything. But this was the right time because one of her favorite, I guess we'd call it like fake news or, I wouldn't call it fake or news. multimedia. I mean, like what kind of, what, what would you call this? Entertainment. Like, entertainment site. Sure. What I, you do at work all day. I sometimes work. <laughs> um, Brought this brought this to me. I am a large, I'm going to plug it, I'm a big BuzzFeed fan. And though it is filled with horrible, terrible um, news, also there are articles with some substance on there. They have long-form articles where they bring to light like writers that are out there working and doing some pieces. Like you've, that. Se- you've, sent me, right. you've sent me articles about like, like real, like actual human... Issues Human that issues. come up, yeah. and, and not just that. Um, they also tend to like slide, or at least the articles I read, along my political views. Or like I'll read an article and be like, heck yeah, I think that. Like I always joke about being the birth control Nazi. Well, they had like 24 charts or something about what people don't know about contraception. And I'm like, why do people not know this? This should be common. But I like the things that when I read it on there, I'm like, well, that wasn't even a sentence. I'm sorry. But I like a lot that a lot of the things I read on there speak towards what um i think or feel you know yeah understandable it 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 caters to my taste for so to speak so there was this article 23 questions women have for men all right sit down strap it in hunker down we're gonna be in here for a little while uh the correct quote is sit back relax and strap it down america god suck samson girl phrasing right so (laughs) the first question is what do you talk about at pre- sleepovers? Pre- pretend the computer's an iPad. I, okay, thanks. It's two fingers. You got to use two fingers. Phrasing. Okay. Ah, uh, it's another shot. <laughs> Anyways, um, so what do you talk about at sleepovers? Steve, you may you may lead off, and I, I will I will add. So we talk about sleepovers, Steve. Like like imagine we're younger now or college, right? We're all hanging, hanging out, out your buddies. They were crashing at your place. What did you do or talk about? Strippers and blow. <laughs> Leave me alone and playing video games and getting drunk. That's kind of that, that was kind of my Actually, answer. Back, back in the day, we did have LAN parties. Yeah, I was. I'm playing video uh, games, getting drunk. Pretty much. <laughs> what do you talk about? Nothing about killing the other team. Yeah, we got to coordinate strategy. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, so just video games? Um, well, I guess it depends on what point in my youth you would catch me. Video games, uh, cartooning, uh, photography. Bitches. Yeah. I well, didn't have a whole lot of male sleepovers. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently you guys are right on par with the, um, they had actually had three dudes, like, answer these questions. Sure. And um, they basically said video games. Yeah, pretty much. So, Sounds about know. right. Yeah. Yep. Madden, Madden all night. John or, Wick. And... Yep. One of, one of them even says talking is kept to a minimum unless we're wishing death upon one another while playing video games. That sounds so about right. About unless we're getting drunk watching movies. Yeah. I mean, you know, Wet Hot American Summer and John Wick back yeah. to back. Come on. All right. Here's a good one. Uh, why does it take you so long to poop? It's because where my magazines are. Oh, your magazines or your. As Steve put it earlier, air quotes, magazines. <laughs> no, just real magazines. <laughs> uh, for me, it's, uh, I don't want to rush it. It's very, it's one of the very few times during the day that I get to just like kind of decompress, you know, no pun intended and, you know, read my phone or like when we get home, like, it, like I'm so happy now that I can close my doors and have to worry about my kids dying when I take a poop. So I, I take my time. That's a huge. I think this is kind of a stereotypical question. Sure, yeah. Because I come from a household where the library was in the bathroom. <laughs> so if you haven't seen me for twenty minutes, I'm reading. <laughs> <laughs> I got done pooping like fifteen minutes ago. <laughs> I'm just reading. That's awesome. It's kind of the only place to be alone with two small children. That's fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Do you shiver when you pee in the morning? Is that a thing? If the floor is cold, maybe. Yeah, I kind of I kind of agree. Like the the shiver thing in the morning. Okay, so sometimes it feels so good to pee. I mean, anybody that has needed to pee and got to pee knows how good it feels to pee. But you get that you get that piss shiver as we call it. Yeah. Usually when the floor is chilly, I would say like yeah, like it that when I'm really really having a good time out. I will just get the I get the Jesus hand up on the wall. <laughs> the like, oh, thank the, the praise Jesus! Yeah, you know, and then it's like, oh god, you can feel it all the way down to your tailbone. It's amazing. Yep. Yeah, once again, you guys are right on par with what they were saying too. They're like, when it's cold. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yep. So what's the deal with dog? Dr- Let's try that Herp, again. Derp. Herp to derp, derp. You can edit that out, right? Ooh, it's another uh, one. Okay. What's the deal with drawing dicks all over everything? I've never really drawn dicks on anything. Uh, Except on people's faces. I was going to say, did drunk Pat Wilder count? <laughs> that happened. Yes. I don't know. I, it's because we're all five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, men- we're all mentally five. That's true. All right. Are all of your exes really crazy? Yes. No. Are some of them really crazy? Define really. Define really? Like, I don't know what the meaning of is, is (laughs) (laughs) like if you were sleeping in a vulnerable state, would you want them in a room with a knife with you? Oh, they're not that crazy. Yeah, no. Oh, no. God, they're just ruined my life. Crazy. Gotcha. Lying, cheating, (laughs) soul crushing, heartbreaking whores. But (laughs) all right. Well, uh, then why do you put your dicks inside random objects? Because I have one. It'll fit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
uh, does it actually feel good? Not all the time. No, it's mainly for novelty. <laughs> it's, I, again, college. <laughs> uh, how about, have you ever been catcalled? Nope. Negative. I've never been catcalled. I've been hit on, but I've never been like catcalled. Like, oh, hey, blah, 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 blah. I can't like, call you like three times a week. You abuse me like three oh. times a week. You, you, you. Is, that, is that what we're calling it now? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, we are. That, that's the definition of it. That's what I'm going to tell the cops. You guys want me to go for a couple of minutes? <laughs> yes, please. Like uh, about 15, 20 minutes. Front hand discipline, backhand abuse. That's right. Or is that the other way around? No, it's the right way. Yeah. No, you're no. Backhand discipline, front hand abuse. Yeah. Sorry. Or you should get yourself a bag of sweet Valencia oranges. Right. You never leave a bruise and it tastes delicious. Do circle jerks really happen like just hanging out platonically masturbating with your bros? No. Nope. Do you know anyone that quote unquote took took I heart? certainly hope not. In the circle jerk? Negative. <laughs> Quit clicking. I'm not Gosh, you're so to click bad it. at this. You gotta put the you gotta put the mouse in the middle and then oh, two fingers, honey, two fingers. I'm sorry. Scroll down. Just use you use two fingers. Just gotta stroke it. Yeah. <laughs> are all straight? Are all you straight guys really not even a little by? No. I'm gonna quote Ron White on this. We're all gay. Just a matter of what extent are you gay? Absolutely. Ron, yeah, Ron White from uh, the album, I believe uh, the they call me Tater Salad. I believe yeah, that Tater yeah, Salad. Absolutely. That. Well, Kinsey would agree with you. He missed you on Lug Nuts Day. Yeah. The yeah. the father of modern um, sexual science would totally agree that there's a scale. Most people aren't well, generally one extreme or the other. I, I'm, I'm looking at the computer and it says, "Are all you straight guys?" In quotes, really not even a little bi. Yeah. Right. It's like, well, like they're quoting straight. Like, what do you, what do you mean? I mean, like, look, if all the women are dead, guess what? <laughs> guess what? It's going to be freaking Oz up in this place, right? I mean, things are going to happen. So, yeah, I mean, there's, there's always that extent, but. God, let me go first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times. All right. On to the next one, then. Why are, air quote, all of you obsessed with the History Channel on the weekend? Because the History Channel is amazing because the Discovery Channel's on. Unless it's Shark Week, I'm not watching Discovery Channel. So History Channel is a valid channel to watch on the weekend. Oh, I'm usually at work, so it does not apply. <laughs> well, is the History <laughs> Channel to you as the Food Network or HGTV is to women then? Dude, there are so many things on the History Channel that just make you feel like a man. Like, oh, we got this thing on the Alamo and the Wild West, and it's there's going to be... A lot of, there's a lot of war content, a lot right. of high-powered technology. I mean... Top shots, yeah. whatever comes back. How things are made. Things I mean, I know it's on Science Channel, but they, yeah. they replay that shit on History all the time. So, yeah, I mean, it's like... Marvels. America. Yeah, it's again. We're all five, so right. Blow shit up, make something bigger than it's supposed to be, and we're going to be entertained for forever. <laughs> These are pretty fun. So, question number twelve, just in case you were counting. Yes. Have you ever tasted your own semen, like just a little, just to see? No. You're a damn liar. <laughs> not intentionally. <laughs> it, it's not it, exactly. It's not saying that. But... I have not. Everybody has mishaps. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> Do you actually think people care if you buy tampons? Nope. 
I don't give a fuck. I don't give a shit. Like, if my woman needs something like that, I'll be absolutely happy to go get it. I don't it's care. your woman? Look, <laughs> if, if Claire needs something, I'll be happy to go get it for her. I'm a very loving and devoted man. I don't care if people see what I buy. He said that with a semi-straight face, folks. I did. Semi. Not all the way. Not all the way. <laughs> Slight little smirk there. Do you ever say I love you to your best friend? Yes. 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 Said it to Steve multiple times. It's true. And sometimes when he's sober. And sometimes when he's sober. Rarely, but it happens. Jared is very <laughs> loving when he's been drinking. Yeah. I'm very lovey and cryy. Oh, I, yes. I get I get tears going. Mm-hmm. I wish yeah. I... True. We watched How to Train Your Dragon 2. The oh, my God. I cried like a bitch after yeah. after that episode. All the feels. All Jesus the feels. Christ. But that, Oh, hold on. That movie has all the feels. Oh, there's all the feels. In you can't even Dragon. pretend like that movie doesn't have That's all the feels. That's why it's better than Big Hero 6. But uh, Yes. Uh, it's hard. You agree. Hot, it was crazy. better. It was better. It was better. Okay, it was better. Moving on. Yeah, and I seem to remember. I wish I had a camera in the car on our way back from the bar that one night when you were listening to a certain song on repeat. Over and over and over again. Which Professing song? your love. Oh, for a, uh, yeah. Certain friend of yours. We were both young when I first saw you. Close my eyes and the flashback starts. You're standing there. Moving on. Anyways. How often do you get accidental boners? <laughs> what? How often what? do you get accidental boners? Like throughout the day. Um... I would say, well, ex- like accidental. Like, yeah, would you consider like, waking up with one accidental, or would no, you consider like, oh, like, hey, I'm hanging out. Hey, I'm hanging out. I'm, I'm at work. Like, shit's just going down, and I gotta, I gotta. Right. What are not, you saying? Not like when you get a sexy text or see a hot girl, but like you're just. How often do you get like a random boner? I would since honestly. I'm an adult, not often. Yeah, I was. I was gonna say like when I was young. Yeah, like I was, I was. That was gonna be my exact during, during all those terrible years. It was like fuck. <laughs> yeah. Why would you go away? <laughs> I also There's a reason that we never carried book bags. With I us I in wore. High <laughs> I wore uh, like track suits a lot, so it wasn't good. When I was in, don't judge me. I wasn't like a Russian mobster, Whatever, but Barry. <laughs> <laughs> Archer, come out and play. Yeah, so um, in my adulthood, like really after college, really never. I mean, even into college, not really. I have pretty decent control over that now. I beat it into shape. (laughs) All right, so then um, why are you so interested in how big your friend's dicks are? I'm not. I don't care. Not relevant. It doesn't affect me. At all. What Did you see anything like any of the uh, move the mouse onto up, the page? Or... All right. Any any of the any of the responses to that? Make, um, like the guys actually. Or... Um, no, actually, they're uh, right on par with you. This is is this kind of, this is the kind of question for people who do circle jerks because I've never asked. <laughs> <any friends. laughs> the next ones, I never wondered that. I think the better question is why are you so interested in how big your dick is in, compared to others? That's a good question, but yeah. I don't, again, I don't think it matters. Yeah, but they never look up the run up and down and go, I wonder how big his dick is. Nope. Sorry, ladies. We're shattering the dream. <laughs> so then what's up with slapping one of those butts? What other part of our anatomy would you like us to slap? Like, if you're going to be like, hey, good job. Like, okay, so imagine the action of like swiping at somebody and slapping them somewhere. And you're going to go, hey, good job. Where else would it, should it go? I mean... Really? Steve? 
Yeah, I, I, you know, never being an athlete or anything like that, I never quite made the connection to it. But it's like we're guys, we're going to hit each other. You know how how do you want us to do it? Right, <laughs> and don't forget if you, if you say good game, it's not gay. Yeah, it's you know, it's like you know when two guys hug each other, they're Three always going to you know, one, two, three. Them. Yeah, right. I'm not gay. I'm hugging you, but I'm still hitting you. So right. it's this. I'm the man. This next one makes me laugh because it's totally true. Maybe more for. And it's not more for the single guy. It's more for any man that does not have a woman in his life. And that is, what is the opposition to nightstands or hanging things on the wall? So for the most part, outside of the random poster, if like everything in this house is hanging on a wall because I asked a nail to be put up or I put the nail up myself. For the, for, except with the exception of the garage and the random shit out there, everything hanging on our walls... Not in my office, not my fantasy football trophy and my Jim Kelly signed postcard. <laughs> but for the most part. And my best active plaque. Nope. That I, sorry, Kate, I fucked that up. Um, yeah, because you were the fucking pledge <laughs> uh, You know, it happens. Who's so. Not <laughs> who came to be elected. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I have no opposition to my scent. I've always had one. I like it. Um, hanging things on the wall. I love hanging things on the wall. If I had things to hang on the wall, I would hang them on the wall. Generally, the shit that I have does not fit on the wall because we generally don't have pictures and frames that we can put on the wall. I've got two gigantic White Sox blankets that are tacked up on the wall. All my hats are tacked up around the perimeter of my room. Um, I would have movie posters up if I got them framed. Uh, See the side one? If I got them framed. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to put them up where I live now. Right. <laughs> Are blue balls a real thing? Yep. Yep. Have you ever N- had N- the N- magic N- turn N- blue? Uh, blue, blue? No. Off color of my skin? Yes. Did it hurt? Yes. I don't, I'm not going to ask how you get rid of them all. Um, it's pretty <laughs> self-explanatory. Yeah, if some other party is not willing to help. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't take a genius. Does your dick ever get in the way when you're walking around? Yep. yep. Absolutely. <laughs> Do your balls ever stick to anything else on your body? Besides my thighs? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, I think they mean other people's foreheads. <laughs> um, I have put my balls on other people's foreheads. Uh, do they stick there? I, Steve, are my balls sticky? I don't know, but I have to wear this comb over ever since <laughs> you know, the story you and Jeremy so eloquently told last episode. I, I was told to scroll back oh, up, even though yeah. I thought this one was dumb. I've, it's I've called, been Our broken before. penis is a I, myth. And the answer um, to that is no, that can actually happen. <clears throat> no, it's that can actually science. happen. You're right. And it can. However... Having thought I experienced it, it is terrifying. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> no experience. And and finally, what does a boner feel like? The hammer of Thor. It's it's kind of like um, that climb up to the top of the roller coaster. This is what a boner feels like. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's like it's like oh it's just like like everything is. Uh, just ready to go. You're like you're like just ready to rock and roll, and it's like what's going to happen? Like you said, you go to the top of the roller coaster, like ah. ah. The problem is like if you get stuck there, blue balls. If you're able to go down like on uh, on Raging Bull, it's amazing. Yeah, imagine getting stuck on top of Giant Drop. No fun. No, no fun. That'd be bad. It's all bad. Absolutely. Well, that's the end of uh, 
questions girls want to know what about guys. That was good. That's that's a good. I like that. It was fun. Definitely gave some interesting things there. That's for sure. So Claire, I'm gonna throw it out there. Sure. Where would you like? Where would you like the next up? Like next part of this to go? We're like like. We brought you in, kind of had some content. You brought that content to the table. We really appreciate it. Um, what do you want to talk about? What do I want to you talk got anything, about? You got anything specific? You got anything you want to get off your chest? Do you got anything you want to throw out? Anything we fucked up? Anything? I mean, like, floor is yours. Ooh. Open forum. That's Open dangerous. forum for the Claire. Um, the only thing that's on my mind today is ranting about people's inability to operate Excel, which is the saddest topic ever. <laughs> 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 but when you live in a tiny cubicle and uh, your world becomes revolved around Microsoft Office products. That's people tragic. unable to operate those products become a main facet become in your life. Become a main facet in your life. And when you have a day. This beer is warm. I'm going to get a new one. <laughs> okay. When uh, you have a day where your your life has revolved around the fact that other people don't know how to operate it is uh, horribly, horribly frustrating and sad. That, that that becomes the life when you're like, what do you want to talk about? I'm like, people can't work Excel. It's sad. It's very, very sad. And I admit that. There's a there's a tear. There's What's the... your favorite movie that came out this year? Oh, that's a good one. My favorite movie that came out this year. Oh man. <clears throat> so I got a better one for you. Okay. I'm... So like, because I know that can be kind of hard to talk about. No, it's okay. No, it just put me on the spot. I was trying to think of what I've seen this year so far. So Jeremy and I's latest, Jeremy and me, whoever, something Gates' latest episode happened that mm-hmm. that uh, I recorded the same day with episode. Six. That is not actually. It's hot, actually six, hot, but I said hot, it's five. Hot tub gate. Hot tub gate just launched, and you I guys asked. Made fun of me for playing basketball with my fucking nephew. You fucking jerks. Not, you, it's not important that I played with a bunch of five year olds. What's important is that I won. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Steve, I love him so much. So I asked Jeremy a good question. I okay. felt, and I think this is a question I'd like to ask everybody that shows up shows up on the show. What is your favorite bad movie and if you can't think of a top one give me a top three like i'm not i'm not locking you down one favorite bad movie yeah so for me i i I realize i have to re-listen to the episode i never said what my favorite bad movies were and i think nick would take me to task if nick young would take me to task if i didn't say that i love wing commander oh god i mean (laughs) You got Freddie Prince Jr. in it. You Come did, you on. You actually had quite a discussion about Wing Commander because I just listened to the episode on my way here. Oh, shit. That's right. <laughs> I may have been drinking. Yes, but Wing, uh, Wing Commander is definitely one of your favorite. Wing like, Commander. And you know, and Jeremy said Starship Troopers. Yeah. I don't think that's a bad movie. I think that's a great sci-fi movie. Am, am, I, am I that off to where I yeah, think that it's a great a movie? Bad movie? Oh, my God. Like, I'm in the same camp. I love it, too, but it's a bad movie. <laughs> I have a lot of, like, movies that I like that are really kind of historically inaccurate that I like. Sure, go ahead. So, um, I saw Cinderella this weekend. Okay. Which made me think of Ever After. Which oh I, is that the Drew Barrymore, Drew Barrymore one? Oh my god, love that movie. Every girl my age loves that movie. The problem with it is, is like Da Vinci wasn't around then, not even in the country. Like, you know, all the people that live in France have English accents. You know, there's just so many historical inaccuracies wrong with that movie. Sure. 
um, that ranks right up there with one of my other favorite movies, which I don't think is a bad movie, is Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Oh. Which I love until... But why a spoon? But why a spoon? My, but why a spoon, Claire? Because it'll hurt more. Because it's dull, you twit. It'll hurt more. But, but along with that, like, why that one... One of the reasons that I love that movie, but there's one line in it that every time hurts my brain. So right when Robin comes back and is talking to Marion... Oh, by the way, spoiler alert in case you don't know the Robin Hood story. <laughs> Three, four, two, nine, seven, twelve. So... Robin looks at Maine Marion. Now, at the time of this, like, Kevin Costner looks like 40, all right? And the chick playing Maine Marion looks 35. There's no way either of these people pass for under 30. And he goes, and you know he's been gone for seven years. He's already talked about it. And he goes, you were just a girl when I left. And I'm like, how is 25 just a girl? How did you not recognize her when Makes she no obviously would have looked the same? Now, in the real true Robin Hood story, Maine Marion was like, you know, like, in some things, she's more like under, you know, 14. Well, seven years plus 14. Yeah, she might have changed a lot, but this is not the case with these two actors. And there's right. no way, no matter how you wrap your brain around it, that's ever going to work um, to get that way. But so. I don't know if I really classify Robin Men of it's Thieves not a B movie. B movie or but a bad I just, movie. You know, I tend to. But go, no, it's a movie that a lot of. Yeah. yeah it's one of it. those things, like I said, on the historically inaccurate vibe where you're like yeah that's not even close um but i'm trying to think if there's anything off the top of my head that i i, I tend to watch movies on repeat <laughs> <laughs> and claire may I ask you a quick question sure what movies do you tend to watch on repeat as in the past oh mm, let's say three years of our being together what what are the movies you tend to well, watch on repeat my last three years would be pretty much all of the marvel movies boom <laughs> comics deal with Before it we that, like comics before that would have been Harry Potter. Prior to that would have been Lord of the Rings. And then she realized that comics are way better than those. Well, there weren't comic book movies, really, when I started getting on this binge-watching of falling asleep. Actually, my first movie that I learned to nap to was The Princess Bride. Which That's is, amazing. Which is one of my all-time favorite movies. Whether you think it's amazing or whether you think it's a bad movie. I don't think anybody could classify movie. that movie. Steve, do you like The Princess Bride? Have you seen it? <gasps> Steve, well, okay, Okay, Steve. One, have you seen The Princess Bride? No. Oh, my God. Inconceivable. Inconceivable. I don't think you understand what that word means. And yet, here we are. Right? <laughs> okay, so we will watch Princess Bride before the next time we record because you... We, okay, that's going to be a conversation for another show, but and I will invite you back for this, Claire, right. but but we, we need to talk about that because that's like... that's. And speaking of like Nick and Luke, that's like not seeing Caddyshack. I well, mean, you know, come on. We're not the Breakfast Club people. Like our generation, I know we're just a few years younger, but we're not of the Breakfast but Club. But what's generation. what's that what's that Y word that we are? Generation Y? No, 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 what's oh. that Y word that we are? That y- young, younger. 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 Yeah. yeah. I was like technically like my age range is now classified as millennial, which is creepy because that puts me in the same screw as like hipsters and obviously we don't see hipsters eye to are eye. dirty and weird uh, yeah. come on people bathe but we have our own set of like cult classics like movies that we can quote over and over again and even though princess bride would have really actually come out when we were children sure. i don't think it really became popular until later on well caddyshack for them wouldn't, wouldn't have been popular been either too. but it's like that's that right. quotable movie right. like like we said in the Bonergate episode, like, you know, like the Happy Gilmores and things like that. Right. And so, like, when I think about movies that I can quote over and over again, like, that comes to mind. Clueless. 
is totally another one. Fantastic movie. Absolutely fantastic movie. And there are some other ones, too, that have some good things, like 10 Things I Hate About You, which came out a little Damning of the True. Right. Uh, Actually, Um, That Just Happened actually did a really good, like, I was listening, it was, like, I think episode 14. So if you get a chance Uh to look at the, uh, that's a new show Mm -hmm. on the Disease Network. Um, I'll, I'll let you listen to it, uh, or I'll show you what show it is. They actually did a really good comparison to um, about using source material versus the sh- well, versus doing a movie. So, for instance, they said, like, you know, well, we they uh, they looked at okay, well, we're doing the Taming of the Shrew, right, in modern times, mm-hmm. but we're not calling it the Taming of the Shrew. We're calling it Ten Things I Hate About You because we're taking so many of these liberties with it, which is why it was it's their whole um. Fuck, fan- fuck Fox's Fantastic Four, the hashtag FFF yeah. thing, right? right? That's their whole thing. And I kind of backed that a bit, quite a bit, actually. But I thought they had a really valid points, especially with 10 Things I Hate About You. Right. Because you take a Shakespeare thing and you go, well, this isn't really Shakespeare, so we're not going to call it uh, Tempest or, you know, Tim Well, and since Shrew. you don't have a vagina, you probably don't know this, but Clueless is actually based on a Jane Austen novel called Emma. I did not. So, I mean, there's a lot of things out there that, that you know, the reason the storyline works is because it is a classic story, whether Absolutely. you want to admit it or not. And so, you're right, retaming it. And if you look at, too, they retold the origin story through um, X-Men, you know... Um, First class. First class. Thank you. X Men First Class. They retold the comic books. I know, but they reinvented the story a little bit. I'm a liar. Sometimes a reinvention is good, and sometimes a reinvention fails. Um, That it worked there. So I am hopeful that the reinvention of Fantastic Four is a good movie in and of itself. Like I'm an avid, avid reader. I love to read, and always have been. There are some things over the years where, like the book Congo, is an excellent book, a Michael Crichton book. The movie, lots of people will say, are bad. However, if you take Michael Crichton's Congo and read it, it's wonderful. If you watch the movie in and of itself, it's really not that bad. It actually no. is. It's actually. And I saw Congo movie. before I read the book. I did too. Did yeah. you see? I saw it before I read the book as well. Like, cause you're a Michael Crichton fan, right? Like, like with uh, the Jurassic Parks. And... I've I, I read bo- I read Jurassic mm-hmm. Park. You read after that three movie, right? You read read yeah, that. You read the Congo uh, Sphere and Sphere Andromeda and Strain. Dra- yeah. Dra- yeah, Andromeda Strain. That's right. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, aside from his Michael Crichtonisms, all mm-hmm. excellent work. Well, and I'll go to right. I'll go read a book before I go see the movie. No problems whatsoever. But once again, I'm a rereader and a rewatcher. I, see, I, I like see for yeah. me, I like seeing the movie first generally because I like to see the characters that are going, especially mm-hmm. in today's day and age right. where you have trilogies and everything. I like seeing the characters that I'm going to see for the next. X amount of movies. No, I'm I'm with Claire on this. You got to read the source material first because if I'd have seen Ender's Game before I read it, I'd have never picked it up. Oh, which is funny because like really? I actually... but is it one of your favorite novels or one of your favorite book series? Um, novels because okay. the rest of the the rest of the Ender books. Um, for those of you who don't know, it's uh, Ender in Exile, and then Speaker for the Dead, Xenocide, mm-hmm. and then Children of the Mind are the actual Ender books, and then there's the Shadow series that companions it uh, to an extent, and Ender's Game is easily the strongest of those. Speaker for the Dead is a close second, but the other ones um, weren't my cup of tea. Well, and I think sometimes, because trilogies are really hot right now, some of the some things continue to expand. That's one of the things I'm... Um, grateful to for J.K. Rowling, right at this point, though she's done some expansion on the Harry Potter. 
she hasn't necessarily continued on to the point of like, are, is this over yet? Because I started, I picked up um, Immortal Instruments, mm-hmm. City of Bones series, which is like a million books and all these spinoffs and all these side pieces. Well, you know, I got phrasing. Four, yeah, I got all these. I got four or five books into it, and it gets to a point of like, where is it going? There's no end game in sight. Like it's great. You know, and I'm sure there are a lot of people out there that are super into like the Star Wars books that keep on going and going. But eventually I get to a point where I feel like it loses focus. Yeah, I mean, that's where you have to you kind of need to know where you want to go with your characters as a writer. Um, I'm not sure where the trilogy became like the standard for that. I, I, I honestly blame George Lucas and the Star Wars trilogy. Uh, for that but there's a couple of different ways that you can do that you can write a trilogy as a trilogy with a first act second act third act Mm -hmm. but i think what usually happens is uh like the matrix was written and pitched as a trilogy but no studio was going to give them the money for it until they proved themselves so they had to do the matrix and then they did the two sequels Mm -hmm. after that and um then you have just the series that develop because of popularity like Alien. Mm-hmm. Alien was successful. Let's do a sequel. Sequel was phenomenal. Let's do another sequel. Oh, we fucked it up. Let's do another sequel. Oh, we fucked that up. Well, and you do have some good series out there. And I'm going to I'm gonna throw back to Harry Potter here. And also, I'm going to bring up Hunger Games as well. I feel when you read those books in their entirety, there's so many layers to it. And when you go to and you get to, you know, book the last book in the series, whether it's whether that's it's, a uh, that's a live update from Nick Pearl right now, oh, okay. by the way. Yeah. <laughs> when you get to book seven and that part's it, coming up next and you don't feel like like the author has contradicted themselves over the course of the book or over the course of the series. I think that's one of my favorite things when you're reading and that's, and you read it and you go, I can tell when this author wrote this book that they had an end game at sight, or if they didn't, they did a damn good job editing to make it come, come back around. Sure. Like if you go back through the, the Harry Potter series is a good thing. Like there are, there's things laid out in book one that don't really come to fruition until the end. And it's awesome to see that development and, and see the absolutely. Tie-backs. And actually, that's one of the things Stephen King, who's also an amazing author, has actually thrown out about why that series is so flawless. And I think you feel that way, too, in Hunger Games. I think they do a lot of really good jobs, like tying up loose ends. I don't think it's as flawless as the Harry Potter series, for sure, but I definitely think it brings that in. And then we have another one coming out right now, Divergence, coming out with number two. I like that movie. I know you did, and you haven't read the book, so I'm not going to spoil it, but that was one of those ones. It van- it was Vanilla Sky to me, and I'm gonna throw that out there. I liked Vanilla Sky. Where at the end I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me? Like, really? This was like I got to the end of this story and went, shit, I don't know what to do.' That's how I felt that book ended. That's how I felt the series ended. I think you you took like a good idea and ran out of steam, and that's just kind of that's how I feel about Pirates of the Caribbean. Right when they kept going, it kind of should have stopped. You know, even even the second movie had some issues with right. it. It was kind of like, really? Yeah. <laughs> Are you sure about that? Pirates is also on my list of movies to rewatch and sleep to. Oh, Pirate, Pirates is a good one, man. I like movies with good soundtracks. Did you see that uh, Johnny Depp got himself hurt in the new one? There's another one. Another one? Yeah, there's a new, yeah, there's a new one coming out like in 2016. Oh. Yeah. Womp womp. Actually, another movie that never got cred. You're asking me about B-movies? Yeah. And my train of thought, you said Johnny Depp, which made me think of Lone Ranger, which oh, made me think of Army Hammer. Hold on. Which yeah, but you me... love Army Hammer because he's tall and pretty. He is. Made me think of Mirror Mirror, which is an awesome flick if you have not seen it yet. 
Mirror, mirror. Yes, mirror, mirror. What's it about? It is another telling of Snow White. The problem was it was. Is that the Charlie Theron one? No, 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 no. no That's of the Huntsman not. one, and that oh, yeah. one is awful and terrible. Yeah, but Charlie Theron is in it, so it's amazing. What would have been once again horrible bad editing. Sometimes we, actors and actresses get bad cred for bad writing, and that is one of those movies that was cut bad and every that movie had potential. It had a bad script and had bad editing. That could have been so much better. Anyways, Mirror Mirror came out about the same time as Snow White and the Huntsman. It got lost in the fact that there were two Snow White movies out at the same time, and this one was not marketed right at all. Julia Roberts plays the um, evil stepmother. Oh, that movie! I yes. remember that. Okay, yeah. And, um, yeah, that was a way better movie than the other way one. Yeah, better way movie. better. Super funny. That was fun! That fun, was like a good movie. Yeah, fun, hell yeah. Movie. It was on Netflix was for a while. Julia Roberts, who's not one of my favorite people is brilliant. Nathan Lane is in it as like her like uh, footman assistant guy. Army Hammer's the prince who's incredibly funny. He's a very, very good comedic actress. And then Lily something or something Lily, the girl that is also in Immortal Instruments. Yeah, anyway. Lily Allen. Lily. That's Lily her. Allen. No, go. not Lily Allen. Lily Whatever. Something. Anyways, she plays Snow White and she's charming. It's really a very, very fun movie. And it, I would throw that in the B-movie spectrum especially because Oh, yeah, yeah. Cause, uh, it had A-listers yeah, in no it but it never made it and it such a fun movie. It really should have. That's fantastic. Yeah. I love your explanation. Like, hey. you went on a freaking Claire rant there. It was Sorry. amazing. That I was good. Like, like I love it. I love movies, and I can talk about them forever. And I, I read I love the everything, content. everything it's fantastic. from, you know, like, the BuzzFeed all the way down to, you know, teen fiction. Which... I think I think you may have provided us the easiest editable drink <laughs> episode ever. Hooray. Thank you very much. You're welcome because I'm awesome. You are awesome. At this point, I would like to thank Claire, our pledge sister, our beautiful co-host for the evening, and my wife for joining us. And I want to transition over to rebuttals of the latest You're Gonna Get a Disease. Okay. How's that sound to you? It sounds great after IP. All right. So we're going to pause this for one moment. We will be right back with new... Uh, drinks and a much less empty bladder. Claire, is there anything you want to talk about with Steve Goes Takes a Leak? Don't talk about me. <laughs> um, damn, that's what I had to talk about. <laughs> you did fantastic. I love it. Thank you. I hope you can sit in again. Absolutely. I love the question we've been able to ask people, the uh, insight you've been able to bring to the show, and thank you very much for co-hosting tonight. It's Thanks been, it's for been having fantastic. me. It's been a lot of fun. It's been nice to you know hang out and talk. Yeah. We don't do that every time anyway. I know. But, yeah. but it's great to have it on recording and to actually have a good time with it. So thank you very much. Absolutely. And uh, we take a break? Yeah. All right. We'll be right back. All right. So back. Got some... Uh, Fresh beverages, which is very important when we're recording, as I'm sure everybody else knows. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Happy birthday to Patrick O'Brien. Yeah, fucking Operation Irishman. Operation of Irishman. Of which I was not a part of. Is the most either amazing thing nope. ever. You didn't go to either? Well, I think I went to the second one. Was that one when we went to Slipper? Yeah. I have no recollection of that event. So I don't yes. know. Were you in the car when we called Emily? Because that was yes. my favorite time ever. Yes, yes it was. Bring Emily, me a taco. we love you. <laughs> Bring me a taco. Uh, yeah, I Patrick, wasn't, I wasn't involved in the first one though. No, well, you were. Neither was I. Busy being. I have a vagina. You're busy being Steve. 
and going to work and doing things that you should do. Yeah. Look at me now. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me now, Ma. Which is yeah, it brings me to your, it, you know, throwback to you know episode six with Jeremy about Talk to me. going and doing stuff and the hell with the consequences you guys are like yeah being a responsible college student's no fun <laughs> no it's not <laughs> you are correct so steve um that kind of brings me into the next phase of what i want to talk about so is there anything that you wanted to go over from the jeremy episode are there are there things you want to critique on because here's the thing um people that are listening is that uh i recorded the jeremy episode prior to steve being here but steve was here first and then left and came back and it was very convoluted and I felt no, that it's, the, it's very simple. See, we oh had God. brunch. Steve went to go play basketball with his nephew. Jared and Jeremy recorded an episode. Steve came back, flush with a victory, and then Jared and Steve <laughs> recorded. <laughs> it's true. So ignore the whole I don't know what episode I'm recording thing, and the episodes are what they are. So after listening to the uh Hot Tub Gate episode. Do you have anything you would like to say in, in rebuttal to that? Uh, no, it's just my knuckles are going to say it to your shoulders next time I see you both at the same time. That's fantastic. So I would like to then offer you this opportunity to tell the Hot Tub Gate story the way you believe it should go. No. No? We know what we'll do. We will have a, we'll have a special episode called Rebuttals and Retelling of Stories. What does that sound like? No. No. <laughs> Even better. So we're just going to ignore your heartburn over said story? It's not heartburn. You just didn't tell it right. <laughs> <laughs> so next time we're all together, we'll... I'm going to get punched in the shoulder probably. a lot. So yeah, I want to nice. talk about you're, you're going to get a disease, episode 40-something uh, or other because they're old. 43. 43. Where uh, Which if, if you're a weekly podcast, how did you celebrate your one-year... On episode 40 instead of episode 52. You're not as good as you think you are. That's just make note that I'm asking a question and Jared is inflecting the hostility. We've been doing this episode for six weeks. I've got nine episodes. So S a D. Okay. So I, first off, on, on, you're getting disease, you know, Nick and Luke, you guys, uh, two very funny guys. Yeah. By the way, love the show. Thank you very much for that. It's a it's a classic. And Nick, I gotta say, with uh, Jonah and Brendan and like the other fifteen Oprahetics, that was a funny episode with the uh, with Das Drunks. And the way, like, I know you haven't listened to it yet, Steve, but the way that they can, the way that everybody else can get Nick flustered, and he like like you know how I try to like keep the show going here and everything. Imagine if everybody else is trying to like completely like derail the situation. Oh, Nick so handles that, it with so such kind of, so kind of like the way that they did it with the double episode with uh, um that just happened. Yes, probably <laughs> yes. They were they're an organized show. <laughs> they got derailed instantly. <laughs> did did who who did it with them? Uh, Nick and Jonah. Uh, Nick and Luke got together uh, with uh, Rodney and the other guy. Yes. And they did, um, <laughs> Sorry, guys. I like. I, I may edit that out later, but Adam, Adam, I believe this Adam. Name. It's probably not Adam. Probably, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm a bad person, but at least I listened to the episode. But, but they did. Uh, they did two 
episodes together at the wine bar. So one, oh, was, okay. one was on that just happened and the other was you're going to get a disease. Oh, I bet that got off track real quick. Ah, uh, a little bit. So, Steve, awesome, um, bringing in the whole disease network thing, what are we going to be doing with Rodney and what's the other guy's name, Steve? Yes. What's the other guy's name, Steve? Shut up, Jared. How's your shoulder? Um, on this side of the table, it's amazing. So wh- what are we going to do with them, Steve? Uh, we're going to get together and we're going to watch the Avengers and then we're going to have a post-Avengers discussion. Comic books are awesome. So like comic books, and if you don't like comic books, that's okay too. But we like comic books, <laughs> so we're going to talk about them. Oh, that's amazing. So that's yeah, we're going to get together with uh, um that just happened, and we're going to do a recap of uh, Avengers two. So whether you like it or not, I don't care. I want to do it, so it's going to happen. Spoilers galore. Yep. So if you don't want to know what's going on, don't listen to the damn episode. And if you don't want to know what's going on with Avengers, just Stop listening to us because yep. you're probably not cool. And we're going to ruin it for you. So I don't care because this is for us and I hope you like it. So, again, moving on to You're Going to Get a Disease episode 43, I would like to offer my – oh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not It's not saying you're welcome. It's um, not a congratulation. What, what is, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, you have no fucking idea what you're trying to I'm say, trying to say right it's, like, it's like I, I want to say – you know, you're welcome, you're going to get a disease, for providing you a 15 minutes of show, of your hour and 15-minute show. You, you're you very welcome for us rebutting you on that. And I think we're going to be able to thank you for the same thing, because I think Luke and Nick are completely off base on what they said. No, I think Nick is off base. Nick is mainly off base. Yeah, <laughs> Luke, Luke, Luke doesn't agree. give a shit. Luke agrees with us. Yeah, for and the Luke, most yeah. Part. Well, yeah. First off, Luke doesn't give a shit. Luke is Luke, and I love him to death for it. And I like to say I hate Luke, but uh, I don't because I, I love I, him. I would like to apologize for not getting your part in the play, right? Yeah. Luke, sorry, that that's our is. bad, dude. Sorry for pimping your show for free and just trying to help you out, you know, sell tickets. But and Nick didn't present it that way because he's a bastard. And when we say our mistake, we really mean Jared's. Yeah, mine. That, that That's mine. So, Luke, one thing I want to kind of call you out on. I, I can see this just being a thing from episode to episode here. I'm going to call you out on one thing. You said vacation movies, and Luke, you're like, oh, God, European vacation negated, va- negated you know, vacation and Christmas vacation. You forgot about the penultimate vacation movie, Vegas Vacation. Come on. The kids go. The boy gets a car. They see the brother. It's good, man. Come on. How do you forget Vegas Vacation? That is Chevy Chase's fucking worst film ever. And I can't believe that that hasn't stuck in your mind. (laughs) That might be why. (laughs) Oh, shit. I didn't even think about that. That's a a good point. (laughs) But um, I would just like to say that... Uh, we never once brought up the rest of the vacation movies. We said Three Amigos. Yeah. Last I checked, that wasn't one of the vacation movies. And then Christmas Vacation. Just throwing that out Yeah, there. Three Amigos is an awesome movie. And, yes. I mean, yeah, some Martin Short, some Steve Martin, <laughs> some Chevy Chase. Come on! How can you go wrong with that? Yes. Good times. And, Nick, I appreciate the way you're playing the shows against each other. That's amazing. You diabolical son of a You son of a bitch. However, I am not 
upset about Robin Williams. All I asked was for your opinion as to why you thought that Good Morning Vietnam was the best Robin Williams movie. I'm sorry. Let's talk about Robin Williams for a minute, right? Okay. Let's talk about him. He was born. Where, where was he born, Steve? Yes, he was born. He was born at St. Luke's Hospital, which makes him a cherry in my eye. I mean, come on. Guy named, you know, got a hospital named after Luke. He's born there in Chicago. Come on. I know Luke came later, but phrasing. It's okay. You also didn't mention Popeye, man. You ever see the movie Popeye? Unfortunately. Right. That was the first Robin Williams movie. One of my other favorites that I was thinking about earlier, too, with Robin Williams was What Dreams May Come. I was I was going to say, I didn't write it down. It's I was going to say the same movie, thing. But um, it's a, like a hard movie to watch. I mean, like heart-wrenching. What about One Hour Photo? You know, I think that one's more more gimmicky. It was funny. I was talking about Absolutely. today. About Final like, Cut. I didn't see Final I Cut. Didn't see Final Cut. No, I saw I saw a one hour photo and I saw uh, Insomnia. Final, the insi- th- those and those creeped me out so bad. Final Cut had a weird sci fi ish deal to it, but very very solid performance by him. I would like, in my personal opinion, to move on to the four. Sorry, the five best Robin Williams performances, in my opinion. There's so many good ones. Just, sorry. I'm, I'm IMDb while they're talking. <laughs> Death to uh, Smoochie. I'm just throwing that out there. Out of the internet. Okay. So in in no particular order, in my opinion, aside from one, from number one, okay, well, it's hard to go like live performance versus movie. So I'm going to say my favorite thing that a Robin Williams has ever done has been Robin Williams live on Broadway. Oh, yeah. I have worked the shit out of that DVD. Robin Williams live on Broadway is one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my entire life. Okay. Number two, like, so, so now the next word probably would be movies. Mm -hmm. Okay. And my movies in no particular order are hook, Mm -hmm. Aladdin, Mrs. Doubtfire and the birdcage. Every single one of those, in my opinion is greater than, than Good Morning Vietnam. And Good Morning Vietnam and The World According to Garp are a year apart. You can't you can't say he got this because of that because we how know we know how movies work, okay? It doesn't work that way. Good Morning Vietnam is a it it's a it's a movie of the times, but it's not a full metal jacket. Okay, you don't go. Oh, did you see? Did you see Good Morning Vietnam? It's a Robin Williams movie. That's not a. Oh, it's not a Vietnam movie. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That, that's how I feel about it. Okay. Do you have any comment on this? I, I know I'm. I know I'm kind of riding like a freaking like I'm I, like I'm carrying a flag right now. Here's the, have, here's the thing. I I don't feel sorry. super strongly about Robin Williams that way. Yeah, it's, you know, tragic circumstances the way he went out. Right. Um, and committing suicide when you're quoted as saying that suicide's a permanent solution to a temporary problem. Right. Yeah, it's tragic. Um I think the you know, the thing of it is is yeah, he was this great actor and he can do all these powerful performances. Maybe all he ever wanted to do in his life was paint. Sure. And he couldn't paint and that's why he was depressed. 
stuff like that that I think about rather than like nitpick his which his is roles and stuff like that. I, well, and a which lot is of, all completely subjective. A lot of there's a lot of studies done about how comedians usually are the ones that suffer the worst from things like depression, and that's why they they turn to comedy to try. Right. It's it's a coping mechanism. It, and they they, they talk about it on their yeah. episode, which like yeah. what, on uh, on your four inch killer, like right. I mean. Well, and that's why it, one of it's the, a great. I heard your guys' discussion. I love that discussion on that episode. Yeah. Have you ever seen The Fisher King? Oh, The Fisher King is a great movie. Robin Williams. Yeah, you know, like you start talking about like roles that he his acting was good, like The Fisher King. The Birdcage is another one. Now he's not necessarily a lead role in The Birdcage, but he does play an integral role. And I that know, is my favorite of his I, movies. I, the Birdcage is such a good flick, and like he shows his dynamic as a character. Yes, I love Mrs. Doubtfire and a bunch of the Hook is also one of my other favorite ones. But you know, you see some bangerang Rufio, right? Bangerang, you see some like character development, especially in things like The Fisher King and. And some of those other and um, Fisher King and Birdcage, and it's two very differently dynamic roles. You know, even though like I know they talked about they threw out um, on the other episode from you're going to get a disease. You know, like he became a serious actor, but right. I don't think he became. I think he's no, been a it, far it, more. It's always been, it's been like two and King. one, two and one, two and one the you know whole what I'm way. Saying? Like Fisher King, you know, everyone was like, oh, one hour photo, but forgetting that they'd done Fisher King, right? Which is like an extremely and, dark movie in very many ways. Yeah, he plays a psychopath, but like right, but and, like you look at Dead Poet Society. I mean, like Nick even mentioned it, which was amazing. Right you know, word, it's like, yeah. but like you look at. I, and even in a way, in my opinion, Patch Adams was a serious role. It wasn't. Right. It wasn't. That wasn't. It was him being goofy, Robin Williams, but it was all wrapped in a I, serious even toys. thing. Oh, toys! It was dark. Yeah, I mean, like he he oftentimes plays a character that has like a comedic quality to it, but is still kind of a dark character, right? You know, and there are a lot of roles like that over the course of his Pay career. Pay attention, Johnny Depp. Yeah. So <laughs> I guess what I wanted to say is. You're going to get a disease. You're welcome for 15 minutes of content. And we're going to say thank you for our 15 minutes of content. Absolutely. I, I appreciate it. Do you it. like how I threw in the R? <laughs> yeah. No, that's great. Oh, dude, if you're if you're a regular guest on the show, well, I'd like, I would love it. I was listening to the car today not knowing, A, I was going to record tonight, or B, that you guys were going to bring this up. So one of the things that I thought was funny is like they were talking about the age thing and like, you guys are the Adam Sandler, Adam Sandler era. And I'm like, yes, yes we are. What you got to say about it? Like I said, that out, out loud in the car today as I was listening to it. Cause it was so true. Like you're right. We, we are too which young is, for Caddyshack. Which shit. is hilarious that they would say that without having heard our conversation yeah. with Jonah. From the, the, episode yeah. The, the way, the way things are going, like our episodes are falling so much later because the way things go, which is great, but we just recorded an episode with Jonah Schneider um, he's been on. You're gonna get a disease. He's the uh, main character on Das Drunks with uh, Nick and Jonah Brendan. Stories number one in Russia. Very good. Yeah, he's very nice. And he he came to our show, phrasing, and is going. That's the next show we're gonna post up. I'm gonna edit this up probably tonight or tomorrow. We're gonna put up the Jonah. We're gonna put up Jonah's episode called Bonergate. We're gonna put this one up. And you'll be able to see kind of the progression there. I just think it's funny that, you know, that was, you know, I spoke out loud to yeah. the thing just because even though I wasn't <laughs> it's like there, It's like yeah. point-counterpoint without having to say point-counterpoint point, because right. you're like predicting what that person's going to say. It's so good. It's I absolutely, love it. totally the case. Absolutely. And yes, when it comes to golf movies, if, I, if someone goes, think of a great golf movie, the first thing that's going to come to my happy mind Gilmore. is always going to oh, be Happy hell Gilmore. Yes. Happy Gilmore is a great thing. Don't you want to go to your home? So, Steve, <laughs> we usually... <laughs> would end our show with 
geek out. We would. And that has been fun. However, I found a fantastic article that I think would be a fun thing for the end of a show. We give it a give it a try. See how it goes for a couple episodes and go from there. How do you what do you think about it? Sure. Okay. So, what I want you to do. Sorry, fans. Hey, we got to experiment, man. Right? So, t- so I want you to take the intelligence test that Thomas Edison gave to his job seekers. So Thomas Edison, back in the day, I don't like where this is going, right? So back in the day, gave his. Can we do this when I not had some beers? <clears throat> no, we cannot. Oh, Jesus. So Thomas Edison would give the people that are applying for a job with him a test that had a hundred and forty-six questions to Fuck it. That. I'm not taking no hundred and forty-six question test. No, you're not. But you're gonna take one per week. Regardless if we play Geek Out. Don't agree with this. I don't care if you agree with it. That's what's going to happen. So, question number one. If you want to work for Thomas Edison, what countries bound France? All of them. (laughs) So, what countries bound France? What countries are around France? Now, think about this. this is back in his day, right? So what country's bound France? You're going to work for Thomas Edison. This is question number one. Are you going to be able to be his electrical engineer, or are you going to be able to fail and go drink in a bar? Not a fucking electrical engineer. What do I care? But you're smart. You're a college graduate. Sure. What country's bound France? Yeah, I didn't take geography in college, fuckstain. You going to guess? I already told you all of them. No, not all of them. Come on, man. Give me something here. Try. Oh, take a little drink of your Guinness there. It's a delicious dark drink. It's fantastic. Oh, that's a Guinness break right there, guys. Guinness break. So I still don't agree to these questions. So here's what I will do. I will give you the most obscure of the qu- countries. What do you think? Sound good? Knock yourself out. If you want to work for The tiny independent state of Andorra in the Pyrenees, right? Okay. So you have France in Europe. What other countries are around it? Still don't understand what this has to do with our show. It has nothing to do with our show. It's a fantastic question, though. I like Geek Out better. You like Geek Out better? I do. I don't care. Okay, here, here. You know what I'll do is I will. We don't have to do forty six, one hundred forty six questions worth. I will ask you a question. I think you can answer, which is down to question number ten. That's fucking. What is that supposed to mean that I think you're, you can answer? You're an idiot. You fuck you. <laughs> Jerk. So you really want me to answer the stupid fucking phrase? No, because you're already pulling it up on your thing. So phrasing. I'll ask you question number nine. Ask you question number nine. Is Australia greater than Greenland in area? No. This is a catch question. Greenland looks far bigger on the square, flat maps on Mercator's projection, which represents the world as a cylinder, exaggerating the size of areas as they approach the poles. Australia is in reality more than three times as large as Greenland. You can't work for Thomas Edison. Darn. What will I do? <laughs> Podcast with me. 
Clearly. <laughs> Why don't you take us out, Steve? Oh, boy. Uh, haters are going to hate. Alligators are going to alligate. Potatoes are going to potate. For Claire Sampson, Jared Sampson, I'm Steve Barda. <laughs> Thanks for sticking with us for two hours, folks. Good night. This has been Something Gate.